Well, welcome back. You are listening to On Point, and my name is David Pack, and I have two very special guests here with me uh, tonight to, uh, well, to talk about one of my favorite things, film, story, and uh, the Toronto International Film Festival. And as you know, as listeners know, I've been kind of dabbling a little bit over this past weekend, and I've got a few more films I'm really looking forward to uh, that are coming up in the not-so-distant future. been doing interviews with directors and filmmakers and producers for about eight years now, coming up on 600 interviews, if you can believe that. So it's uh, it's been a, a, a kind of a wonderful uh, journey, I suppose, in many, many respects. And I've learned a great deal, but I don't think I've ever seen a film quite like the one that we're about to chat about now. The film's called We Are Still Here. There are still a few showings. So if you want to search, uh, find out a little bit more about that, search TIFF, T-I-F-F. We Are Still Here. I guarantee you it's going to be the first hit. We have two filmmakers from the film because there's eight stories that are told in this film we are still here and it's uh, pieced together in a really beautiful and a brilliant way we have mickey magnesiva here with us and uh, beck cole as well to talk about their films uh mickey beck thanks for joining me here today on the show thanks for having us <laughs> thank you so much for having us david uh it sounds like you've got a long list of uh directors and experience so super privileged to be uh to be showing the film and talking to you today so thank you very much oh uh, you're you're welcome thanks for taking the time to come on the show so before we we have a limited finite amount of time and as i say pretty much about almost every interview i do back in mickey we're not going to have enough time we're going to barely scratch the surface mm. how about um first of all uh, back uh before we go to mickey how's how's the toronto film festival experience been for you is this your first time in the city uh is it overwhelming are you enjoying some local food what, what can you say uh, good and or bad about what's going on at the festival yeah, it's not my first time um, in the city, but it's my first time at this festival. I've been to Toronto for Imaginative over the years. Nice. Um, yeah, so I'm having a beautiful time. I mean, we're all here together. Uh, we made our film that we're going to talk about, you know, with you. Um, a lot a lot largely in isolation because of COVID and all right, the boring stuff around that. But um, this has been lovely that we're all sort of together and having an opportunity to celebrate our team and um our success so far so it's been wonderful so so you all made it not all of us are not, here unfortunately oh, okay, but okay. A, a majority okay. are with, with a few few of us had other commitments uh, and things sure sure well yeah. it's it's a big group of people to put, put to put a piece like this together mickey how about you are you you enjoying the festival so far is it a bit overwhelming are you getting any sleep well, I guess that's probably the one downside. I didn't, I didn't think I'd be able to come up with anything that was negative about it. But one of the downsides is you don't get sleep. But <laughs> of course, it's because it's such a fabulous festival. There's so much things to do, people to see, films to see, and I love the fact that the you know we we talked about this during the week that the city embraces it so wholeheartedly. Um, the idea of film stories and so every single conversation that you have during the week is about film it's about storytelling it's about that's cool you know identity and so no we've had an absolute blast how and so has the mickey has the film uh premiered you i'm pretty sure you have two more showings still and i'm going to encourage our listeners to check that out online tiff.net and search we are still here how did the premiere go it went amazing. It was great. We had our premiere yesterday. Um, you know, um, pretty much a, a, a packed house. Nice. Um, and 
seemed to be really, really well received. Um, so we were super excited to show it and super excited uh, for this part of the world to finally see it. So to, to very, very see. positive, positive feedback. Yeah, before we get into the 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 meat, I guess, on the bone, as you might say, you wouldn't say that if you're a vegetarian, but before we get into the substance, Beck, how, how about you? Any questions that may have come up yesterday at the Q&A that were a bit of a surprise for you? Um, the, we had a really quick Q&A, actually. Okay, um, okay. Any questions that were a surprise? Oh, goodness, Mickey might have to even remind me what the questions were. It's, <laughs> it's, been, it's been a very crazy I couple bet, of yeah. days. <laughs> yes, Look, the, three, the three shots of tequila before the screening were, <laughs> might, have been, might have had something to do with that. That's all I'm going to oh, say. Oh, you know, you know how it goes. <laughs> uh, look, I think, I think uh, the, the vibe I certainly came out of the screening after was that people, I think it's a really spirited film and I think people come mm, away from it feeling nice. the spirit of it. So yeah. people just sort of like, wow, you know just really gracious about so, it so can you unpack that a little bit so spirited so so i i thought i i used the uh, the word interdependent i don't even know if that's a word you can use as a filmmaker but the community of course that might be behind a film is interdependent but this the way these eight stories are edited together i guess on a technical level but really woven together in this narrative way is really quite remarkable um you cover you all cover a great deal of ground can can you unpack a little bit of that uh, sense of, of spiritedness, Beck? Yeah, um, I think they're all really individually big stories. Like each each we call them chapters. It's just one easy way for us to talk about the the various stories. Uh, I've trained myself to think of the film as a one big film, and I have been really avoiding talking about individual chapters. Sure, sure. Um, because I was the one who did the montage direction, so I, you know, worked with the editor to weave all that together um, with with the team. So look, I think I think, yeah, I think they're all really big, heartfelt stories that have like individual filmmakers have just come out and just gone. This is an opportunity to talk about something I'm so deeply passionate about, and I also have to take into um, you know my thinking around my story that it's going to have other stories around it you know so it was really right. interesting I interesting think, like for, book for like us. sort of book ended by yeah. by other stories or stories that are there's a there's a thread of some kind that connects them all in some way that's, that's sort right. of where i went yeah that's right so we're, we're telling stories for our own individual groups but also a collective so that was really unique i think yeah it's it's really good i another film that um uh, i've done an interview for is uh, how to how to blow up a pipeline about uh I, I don't know if you've seen it in the program guide or not but it's it's no. a it's about about environmental activism and it's about way more than that but what came up in that interview was this notion of the collective mm. this idea of the community uh, pushing back speaking yeah. into the status quo changing the narrative and so on mickey is uh, um did you, hmm, I have so many questions, man, and, and, and I love the film, by the way, to both of you. Congratulations. I oh, usually start you. with that. I'm so sorry. Thank it's, you so it's, much. it's magical. It's dreamlike. It's beautiful. It's lyrical. I mean, there's just so many, uh, it's got such a poetic cadence to it that, that really pulled me in from the get go. Uh, and so, um, narratively eclectic, if that's, if that even makes any sense at all. But Mickey, did mm -hmm. you see it? 
teasing out this way? Was it an anthology? Was this always understood from the beginning? We're going to approach eight filmmakers. We're going to approach eight stories, and we're going to somehow, from a, a, a narrative uh, position, try to weave them together. No. So in the beginning, actually, we we had all come with our uh, short stories individually, and at that sort of early stage, we had sort of expected it to be um like the usual layout for these feature film anthologies where they play out one after the other after right. the other but after a couple of workshops and you know finding people that you 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 vibe with your chemistry with very similar to you you get along with them they like you say they become a community a village is like you know we we like to call it a village um you know the indigenous people from the south pacific like to group together in that way and we you know we see a, a brothership uh sisterhood between us um and so in those first couple of workshops we had sort of talked about how else could we treat this and so the idea of interweaving them came into play and that got everybody really really excited at that stage we'd sort of talked about it like you know a woven match you know a, 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 a um, sort of an indigenous woven mat stories that went uh, in between um each other and mm, and could kind nice. of move seamlessly between each other but obvious obviously that's um it sounds all poetic and spiritual and amazing but it's much the the reality of that is is really challenging and we certainly found that out as we went along but you know through those challenges you start to um come together as a community and i you know it's it's not until you get to things like this you connect up with your fellow filmmakers again and and there's a, a real joy there and a real love there to share the story so yeah it didn't start off that way um it sort of evolved into that it was it, we felt like it was challenging we felt like it was different and exciting um and so um yeah going through the process uh, we've come to you know what we're showing everybody this week and we're um, absolutely proud um, that it's turned out the way that it did. Do, do we have a, is there a, is there a competition by any chance going on, Mickey and, and, and Beck, about who's come the farthest? Has anyone asked that question uh, from the stage? Oh, no, but I think Mickey out of him and I is the winner. Because <laughs> 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 I, I came from Melbourne. <laughs> have you clocked the kilometres, Mickey? I haven't, no, we sort of just look at it by travel hours, you know, between <laughs> right. 22 and 25 travel hours is enough for me, you know. Yeah. That's that's fairly significant, that yeah. is for sure. Beck, what do you, what do you learn about, about our colonial history, making a film like this? Uh, not, and, and obviously it's very specific to, to the part of the world that, that you live in, but very connected to our Canadian history as well with our own indigenous peoples and the issues that we're facing and uh, the reconciliation and how the church has stepped in very recently. I'm sure you've heard about some of these issues and I certainly hope it makes some of the front pages of your, you know, digital news platforms here and there. But yeah, do, 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 did you take anything away from this experience um, very specifically that you might be able to share with us? Um, look, I think, I think First Nations people around the world have so much in common, you know, and I think one of the wonderful things about making this film is that I got to work with people like Mickey, you know, people in New Zealand and people from Samoa and different parts of the, the region that I wouldn't usually get to work with. And, and the thing that's been beautiful for me, quite honestly, is, you know, the friendships and the shared experiences and, and often the shared histories, you know, 
And I think that's really important about bringing this film over here to Canada is that, you know, the First Nations people here have very, very similar histories to the my, my own family in Central Australia, which is where I'm from, with stolen generations and, you know, government policies and discrimination. And I mean, we, we can talk about it for, for hours and hours Absolutely. and we just of address we all of these things in the in the film in a way that I think, I think as filmmakers, Indigenous filmmakers now, we, we, we understand our job is to be entertaining as well as informative, as well as spiritual and mm-hmm. speak our own truth, you know. So I think that's the... Um, that's certainly, I think, the beauty of our film is that it's it it doesn't. We haven't stood back and gone. You know what? This is too hard hitting for a non-indigenous audience. But we also understand it needs to be palatable, and people need to come out of it feeling some sort of sense of hope or understanding or more knowledge. You know. So it's great hope. Question, hope. But, you know, no, yeah, it's fantastic hope, hope, <laughs> under, hope understanding, more knowledge. Mm. I mean, what more could you ask for, really, in in a great film or a great story or a great series of stories? And I think, again, I think it's just congratulations on such a beautiful piece and and the and the, and the way they they. Uh, I'm going to sound like a film student, but the way they juxtapose as well. Mm. It's it's really uh, the, the the it's it's a real theatrical kind of ride. It's it's up and it's down, and it's up and it's down. And I think that's I don't know. It's so important for for the audience as well. And my guess is it sinks in even deeper as a result of that. Um, right. Mickey Mickey Richard Wagamese is a, a pretty famous Indigenous writer here in Canada, and he said that stories. The quote is: "Stories are meant to heal." Would you say that was the collective? kind of step into this whole uh project this anthology would 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 i mean i'm you're you're not going to speak for other filmmakers i would imagine but yeah stories are meant to heal is that is that a starting point for you yeah well i think it's definitely one of the things that you know would be nice you know uh, um would be a nice goal to come out of it i mean i i think i'd put a, a couple of other words though there as well and hopefully that's kind of understanding would would be there as well. Uh, resilience would be there. Um, like mm. you say, healing would be there, but perhaps even growth. Mm. Um, you know, we, we, we ain't, we ain't going to fix very much in this film, but the idea of continuing that conversation, um, hopefully people, you know, will look further into our histories and find these stories and realize that these sort of situations have happened in the past. Um, like you say, you've got a great understanding of that here as well. But just searching in back into history and reading those stories and understanding those stories is probably a great way of healing, of mm. moving forward together and of growing together. So, yeah. Are, are, do you think people are ready for it in, in your part of the world? I mean, I think I think largely here in Canada, most of us are uh, willing uh, to, to, to step into this conversation. I'm not always convinced we're willing to listen as well as we might need to we we're, we're ready to oh i don't know well let me you know i've got something to say i have an essay to write well hang on how about just leaning back and ha- trying to come to a better understanding first and i don't know when that begins and or ends but i'm not sure we've listened also so that that well as canadians yeah i mean i think yeah when it comes when it comes to you know, we, we, I feel like we've been saying this for a very long time. Yes, and it, and yes. It, it, you know, it's um, it's definitely 
more people are engaging in the stories we're telling, I think also because we're telling them in more palatable and engaging ways. Right. You know what okay, I mean? Okay, fair enough, yeah. Um, so I don't know. What do you think, Nikki? Yeah. Um, I mean, I, 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 I think I'm the same, really, um, that, you know, hopefully telling more of hopefully telling more of these stories will normalize um, the conversation so that it doesn't feel too forced, that it doesn't feel like it's a trend now and everybody's talking about mm. it and it's that thing where, okay, everyone's talking about it, let's talk about it, but it doesn't feel like it comes from a real and sincere place. Um, I don't like having conversations like that for just for the sake of it. You know, I like having um, meaningful conversations that could potentially lead there, lead somewhere that can change people's perspectives. So, I mean, if it's if now's the start, that's great. Let's, let's let's continue on that, and hopefully, more of these stories can can be out there, and people can uh, digest them more, can see indigenous faces up on the screen more, normalize their heroes as being indigenous peoples, and therefore, kind of be a bit more accepting. Um, mm. So, yeah, I think in the screen culture as well, you know, we we need more indigenous people, not just in front of the camera behind the camera but in many many roles i think you know sure that makes sense there's systematic change that needs to happen for first nations people to really be a part of not i'm talking decision making as well you know in terms of who gets to tell what stories because if we look across either across the board across the world really or the western world at least it's still very white male you know cis male kind of control and i think our our industries working really hard to to change that for ourselves you know yeah and it's got it, it, i mean i you hear about this a lot and people can get very opinionated and very upset about these issues it seems to me including filmmakers um uh, sometimes filmmakers who've been excluded right on the on the other end of that and 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 i feel like um i've <laughs> I've been privileged for, oh, I don't know, about 3,200 years. Is that right? Is that about how far back we can go with uh, Greek Western civilization? Something, uh, you know, written history, I'm not sure. So so maybe, maybe just maybe. <laughs> we can go 80,000. <laughs> that's right. It's you know probably, what I mean? It's like fascinating. Well, you know, there's this moment in, 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 in his, uh, I'm going to, I hope I get this right, Dan- Danielle McLean's story, Lourdes, where there's the animated, beautiful animation, and there's that, the, the, the beams of light and wrapping, I believe it's the daughter in the story up into yeah. this i don't know just this tangled web of of light which on one hand is hopeful and yet that's not what i that's not where i went i went to wow this is so complicated it's so tragic it's so upsetting it's so layered how pray tell are we ever going to make our way through this you know and these are big big questions and big big issues and i and i i'm with you both and all uh, eight of you you know uh, i think the way to change this story is to continue uh, telling them uh, back you use comedy um um mickey you use a little comedy for sure. There's a bit of comedy going on with the knapsack, that's for sure. But but um, can you talk, we, we've got to wrap in a couple of minutes, but I'd love to hear how you use comedy or how you have used comedy in this film. We don't want to give too much away to, to help, uh, I don't know, maybe help the audience along. How's that? Yeah, I think Mickey and I are both filmmakers that use a lot of comedy in our work to sort of get, get our message across. Um, well, listen, you know, we all need to laugh, don't we? And it's actually a really, <laughs> we get, and we're really good at laughing at ourselves, and you know what we call taking the piss out of ourselves. Sure. Um, yep. But but listen, that, that my story in particular is 
it's so ridiculous what goes on a day in and day out. Like it's a it's a true situation, the situation of our our story. Like what it goes on in that grog shop is actually it was we were mm. literally shooting and life was imitating art as we wow. were, you know, yeah. the whole thing was going on. And that's to me sort of funny. Um <laughs> in a really warped kind of way. Right. But um but you know, it's um I, I like I like I like comedy and I like a little bit of a love story too. I think mm, they're they're elements nice. that audiences sure need a little bit of a breath and just go ah oh, and a laugh is just allows people to release and to feel free and feel part of the story as well like i don't know i think Mickey, i reckon you'd agree that to let an audience laugh at, at with with us and not at us but with us is really makes them feel that they really understand the journey and are on it sure. so, well know, it's a great it's, it seems to me it's a great way to uh, i hope allow your audience to step in and empathize with the characters as well mm. you know oh yeah me too Right, like you can yeah. often you can relate in, in in a very particular way. I was told by a friend, an Australian friend, y- y- you know you're liked when they take the piss out of you, <laughs> when when they're so super sarcastic with you, or when they embarrass you in front of other people. Right, like that's 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 a term of endearment, right? It, is, it really is. Yeah, yeah. Mickey, was that spam? By the way, was that spam? Yeah, it, it, yeah. it sure was. I, I mean, thought they so. It- they called it bully beef in the old days, <laughs> right. you know. Um, but we didn't have access to that, so it's good. It's the it's the good old corned beef, good old, good old spam, yes. yeah. Which yeah. Pacific Islanders know very very well. Um, there's so many layers in our story. That one, that one, you know, goes back to also the idea of a colonial food that has oh, taken over and, and destroyed our, our people as well. Well, so. it's such fine cuisine, Mickey. Yeah. Spam. I mean, really, <laughs> think of what you can do with spam. I mean, oh, come on. I tell you what, my, my parents would absolutely agree with you there, uh, David. So, <laughs> Okay. No. I don't know. I, I'm sure I, I have, sadly, uh, uh, I have tried spam over the years, but it's yeah. been a long time, and I'm, I'm not about to try it again anytime soon. I tell you what, man, a little spam with some onions, you know, okay. and some cabbage okay fry that up with a okay. little bit of rice okay Woo. it'll keep you up for days <laughs> keep you up for days nice some cooking tips here on the show too i love it listen just as we wrap and i could talk to you guys for the rest of the day no kidding um t- tell me a little bit about the hopeful thread in this film and i i i just love it because it 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 really does um speak i think on a lot of levels that that we're moving in the right direction. We've got a long way to go. Got a very long way to go. Mickey, t- tell, me, tell me your thoughts about that, that, that hope. Well, um, I, I quite seriously, um, as much as I, we, I've loved the journey of telling this story, uh, I hopefully as a personal individual filmmaker, my goal is that we, not only Pacific Islanders, but we as a wider community, white, black, brown included, find a way to grow and heal together. It's mm. the only way that it's I good. see us moving together forward, you know. Mm. Yes, we have to recognize the past, but in recognizing that past, I don't want to yell and scream and go towards the future on my own. I think we need to do it together. I think this is about healing. It's about growth and our community, our wider community, understanding where we come from, but also realizing that we would love to connect with the wider community as brothers and sisters from my perspective too. Yeah, it's, that's so good. Back, back, any final sort of words for our audience? Yeah, look, I, I think that 
we're still in the fight and there's still a long mm. way to go actually and we can say yes lovely to and hopefully and stuff but actually we've still got a such a big journey ahead of us mm. and um you get you can get really angry and really exhausted yep. by it and you know worn down by it and and talking about it all the time is also quite it, it, it takes a lot out of you oh yeah you got to recharge at some point yes right? yes yeah so i mean i think i think we've still got such a journey ahead of us you know and i just look forward to you know some really big changes in the way people look at first nations people around the world and start listening i mean there's so many lessons so many lessons so yeah. many and it's not rocket science <laughs> you know it it really isn't rocket science <laughs> and we we really have made it harder than it needed to be and and uh let's let's trust uh uh, that we are moving in the right direction. Thank you so much for for spending some time with me today. Here we we can say we're here at the Toronto International Film Festival. I mean, come on, you guys oh. are around the corner from right it. Right at the door. Yeah, I was I was there just this morning. We've been talking with two uh, filmmakers who are from out of town <laughs> here to talk about their new film. We are still here. There's two showings of it still. Tiff.net. Check it out. Mickey Magnusiva and Beck Cole here with us today on the show. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you Thanks so much for having us. us. <laughs> My name's David Peck, and you've been listening to On Point.